Welcome to the Coffee Break Podcast, where our mission is to share business ideas, practices, and strategies while we enjoy our coffee. Today, unfortunately, we don't have any coffee, but we're going to drink water, so it's very close. <laughs> it's very close. Today's guest is Daniel Gills from Asa Abla, and we'll be talking to him in just a few minutes. I'm Chad Lingefeld with LockDoc Security, and we'll be back right after this. We got so much to say, we got a podcast to make. Sipping on lattes, and it's time for a coffee break. It's time for a coffee break. Oh, yeah. All right, welcome back. And Daniel, thank you for taking time out of your schedule today to be here. We Absolutely. Are, we're kind of set up remote here in San Antonio. I don't know if you can really see what's behind us, but beautiful it's beautiful day out, outside. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> it's been, it was raining earlier. I was like, this is, this is going to be great. But we are here in San Antonio, Texas um, for the Medico Security Center Conference, part of the whole Asa Abloy deal. And uh, so it's, I'm, I'm trying to take an opportunity. We're pre-recording this. Normally we do this live, but uh, just from sake of, uh, we've got a few days here and we're just trying to get a lot of, a lot of uh, these conversations down. So definitely appreciate you taking time out to do this. Thanks for having me. Part of the podcast, one of the episodes or one of the segments that we have uh, introduced this season is five rapid fire questions. Hit me. So here we go. Five questions. What totally rad expression did you overuse in high school? Totally rad expression that I overuse. Uh, probably bro or man, way too much. <laughs> way too much. It was it was like uh, sweet or psych, you know. Cool a, bro, a, you know. sick man. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, definitely not something I'm proud of. <laughs> All right, question number two. What band would you admit, or would you be embarrassed to admit that you listen to? band I'm embarrassed to admit that I listen to. You know, I listen to a lot of music. Um, I'm probably embarrassed to show you what I do listen to. Um, let's see. You know, I can't think of it. I, I love music, all different types of music, so I probably wouldn't be embarrassed of anything because there's probably a story or a reason why. Reason why. But uh, my music taste is all over the chart, so I'd, I'd be bold and strong and say I'm not embarrassed for any of it. There you go. I, I'm owning it. All right. Uh, what is your strangest talent? Strangest talent. I uh, up until recently I could dunk a basketball. You could? I could. So that was a very strange talent. What changed? Um, I, I stopped playing basketball and started going to yoga. So strange talent. Now I found that I can do a split. Oh, yes, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it started as an accident, but now I've honed my craft. So <laughs> namaste. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, if you wrote a book, what would it be called? A day in the life of D. Gills. Day in the life of D. Gills. All right. And then last, number five, what game show would you be super awesome at? Family Feud. Really? Love watching it. Tons now, of energy. The, the, the older Family Feud or the, the new one with... Uh, with Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, yeah. But it all depends. I mean, you have to have a good group with you. My family's pretty uh, pretty fun and, and spectacular, so I think we'd, uh, we'd make a comedy hit out of that one as well. <laughs> no dull moments. Awesome. So a uh, couple things just from, uh, from an introduction standpoint. Um, you recently married recently married november yes yeah so congratulations on that thank um, you so a lot of a lot of interesting things uh have have happened for you over i don't know what the past 10 years i was i was thinking back um on our original meeting back you know a decade ago and i've told this story multiple times but obviously not on the the podcast 
the first time that I ever met you, you came down to our office for a uh, a customer pres- presentation that we were going to do alongside of Joey Kingba, and I think that was like your first week or second week or something like that with the second company. week on the job. <laughs> and Joey walks in, he's like, "Yeah, we've got this guy. He's going to be our new, you know, intelligent key specialist." And um, and I was standing there going, "What in the world have I gotten myself into?" One, I've got Joey Kingba down here for this presentation and now this guy and i don't even really know what we're doing you know i, I don't even know what i'm walking into um and it's interesting as i was thinking through that and that, that was about 10 years ago it was june i got hired june 1st of 2010 okay so, yeah so it's so, so nine, close to, nine years um and now we're we're sitting at that customer is now one of our largest customers for intelligent key I remember that exact meeting. We sat in, a, actually, it was more than just a one-on-one meeting. We had a whole conference room of people. Yeah, yeah. there was like 40 people in there. It oh, was, yeah. It was wild. So anyways, I just thought that was interesting. So that's that's kind of how we originally got to uh, to meet you and then have just kind of stayed in touch throughout your career um, with Asa Abele. And so I wanted to kind of touch a little bit on that and kind of the, the direction for the conversation today is, um, is it taking risk in your career moves or is it a strategic plan right so that's going to kind of be the concept of conversation today um, as we as we chat into that and and, kind of get your your thoughts on that so walk us through uh transitioning out of college into into asa abla as a whole uh how did that look for you and kind of what was your your focus there it's kind of a whirlwind looking back at it so i graduated school in 2010 right after the market crashed Mm -hmm had student debt already piling up. So it was one of those uh, experiences where it's, I'm staring down the barrel of, of debt. Yep. I needed a job just to start feeling comfortable making money to be able to pay that off. And uh, there weren't many options available yep. when I was looking, especially in the area I was living. Wanted to stay back in Southwest Virginia and through a personal relationship from my school, actually a professor of mine that taught me and Ben Soltzi, yep. um, she put me in touch with someone at Medico. Okay. Applied for a finance job. That was the only position they had posted at the time. Yeah, I just wanted something that was going to pay me. I studied, had a background in business and, and some finance, so felt it could be a good fit. And um, the valedictorian of my class also applied for the same job. All right, resumes weren't necessarily apples to apples yeah, in yeah. terms of in terms of that, but um, I interviewed and thought I did well. And they said, "Well, we actually have a sales position coming open. Would you be interested in that?" Jumped right in. I have kind of had a natural ability to, to talk to folks, love engaging, meeting people and learning about them and said, you know, why not? So I uh, went through the interview process, got hired by Joey Kingma and uh, really just started my, my path there at that point in time. Totally not intending to get in sales, but uh, there it went. So what are some some lessons from that process, maybe either, either the interview process or um, even just kind of that first position that you would say, if somebody's kind of starting their career, what are some things that you learn you wish you would have known then, but now you know that you would give advice to somebody in that, that perspective? First thing is uh, to, to take a step back and look at, you know, what is it that you truly want to do and realize that you may be put into situations or roles where you feel you're not comfortable or ready to do it. Yep. But if you're confident in yourself and you're motivated, you'll be much better taking on a new challenge, a new task, when a curveball's thrown or when it, something doesn't necessarily go your direction, and that's okay. Yeah. So uh, on that same mindset, though, do you really know what, you know, post-graduation, do you really know what you want to do? I mean, I'm, you know, a few years past that, and I still am trying to get in, comfortable in my skin. How, how do you know what you're comfortable with or what you want to do at that point? 
I still don't know what I want to do some days. <laughs> so it's, uh, I, I think it, it all comes down to what you personally believe are, are your strengths, yep. what you're interested in, and, and really uh, kind of what's your why. So is it is it also something that you have to keep in mind that that obviously will change over time? So don't, you know, what it is that you're getting into at that particular moment, just do it to your best of your ability because it's going to build, uh, it's going to build experience and exposure to, to other things that you may not know that you're good at or that you're comfortable with. Is that fair? And that's a good point. Um, so I actually got recently asked in a different meeting, you know, why did you join us Abloy? And, and looking back at it now, today, looking back at that then, um, exposure and going into a situation is there something bigger than just what's immediately in front of you yeah so back to your original question i would definitely say don't just go in looking at something for face value look at what could be be beyond that be at the next step and are there opportunities that may not be there in year one year two but there's a bigger picture ahead bigger picture different picture and i think that's one of the things in my career and with asa abloy uh, there's tons of opportunities because we are so diverse with what we offer. So you're in Salem, Virginia. You're working there at Medico. You're you're kind of learning learning that whole process and really representing the electronic key division. Accurate. Yep. Uh, and then at some point in time, you move out to to Denver. Took a leap of faith. Took a uh, a new position to manage Medico and Aero for the Western region. Okay. And what was that a, would you consider that a risky move or was that strategic? Was that something you said, Hey, you know what? I need to do this because I need to take care of this or whatever the case. How, how did that work for you? Was it something that you, you know, how did, how did that whole process come about? Personally, it was a risk. Okay. Um, born and raised Roanoke, Virginia had never been on an airplane before I worked for Medico. So, uh, first couple years traveled all over the place got totally comfortable with my own skin so personally picking up and leaving yeah was was tough but professionally it was strategic it was uh an opportunity to do something different yep. to to really jump into a situation where i was really one of the youngest people in our company and then had a team reporting to me yeah so it i knew going into it, it was going to stretch me yeah that was one of the motivations for it um but it was an opportunity and uh i took it and just went full force with it so what what are some things that that's interesting? So you you come in from a I guess a, a sales kind of support role, you know, in in that intelligence very much key, so, and then you're moving into a regional director. Was that was that the role? Yep. Uh, now you're supporting a team of people that are, are that you're supporting and they're reporting to you. Again, lessons that you learned in that things that uh, things that you didn't expect through that process. Uh, first thing is you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. You just know how to, you have to know how to engage with people, understand what the common goals are and work with them. And it's okay to ask questions for how you need to get to where you're going. Okay. Cause you don't have all the answers. Yeah. yeah. So I came in a young, aggressive person, hard charging and, um, thought I had some things figured out yeah. and, and quickly got humbled and realized that collaboration is really the key to success with that. So with collaboration, that's a, a big a big buzzword in our industry. We talk about it a lot. Um, we're we're big fans of it. But uh, collaboration in an in an aspect of of being open and honest to say, hey, I don't know the answers. Let's work through this together. Is that is that kind of what you're talking about? Definitely. And and I think it starts with knowing where your true north is. Where are your goals? What are your metrics? What are the KPIs? What are you driving towards? And how are we going to get there? Mm. And then leveraging the experience of others or the opinions of others to kind of craft that exact uh, that exact 
you know, task list or, or, or how you're going to actually tactically do it. Yeah, build the plan to get there. and, and that's, that's interesting. I think that's a good piece of advice that a lot of people uh, overlook. You know? Uh, you know, I know everything. I know what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to get there. I just need to tell you how to do it versus, hey, this is, this is a general direction. These are, these are our, our, our goals that we want to try to accomplish. Now we have to all collectively figure out how we are going to approach it. And I think that's one of the things I learned early on is uh, being young and seeing different leadership styles. Uh, I'm not the type that likes to sit back and point and say, go do. I'm the type, let's roll up our sleeves and figure out how we're going to get it done and uh, be kind of one and the same with the, the team that we're working with. So my initial thought on that is, is that something that you learned through experience? Is that something that came naturally to you? Or is it something that you gained by exposure from others or examples from others? I would say examples from others um, and really having a a network of mentors as well. That's one thing Mm -hmm. to any young person I'd recommend. Branch out. uh, Have people you can call and talk about personal challenges and and how to balance business and and personal. Talk about, you know, strategies and execution. I think it's it's very good to to have people to go to. And there's times where I'll call customers. I'll call people colleagues. I'll call people above me. Uh, in an org chart, I'll call people in the field just to get perspective. I think that's the biggest thing to have those resources because you won't know everything. Yeah. You're not expected to know everything, but by asking questions and staying curious, you can learn a lot more. So you're in Denver for a couple of years? Did that for three years and then moved back to Virginia to take over a national role. A national role for just a couple of brands or what was that? Uh, director sales for the U.S. for Aero and Medico. Okay. So you've you've played heavily in the entire from on on the Asaboli side um, on, on specifically Medico. You've you've been around Medico for a long period of time. Uh, you went out there to to do the regional sales director, and then you come back for a national role, positioned there in Salem. Yep. And what what was that like? Taking the experience that you've learned as a sales support regional director now national sales. How is how are all those things kind of building for you? So it gave me a ton of exposure to what our customers ultimately uh, need and how we can deliver solutions to them okay. from a field sales and yeah. field support perspective. Then going back nationally based out of the operating company out of the plant, um, that really helped me explain new strategies, new ways to go to market, improvements we could make, but be at the place where we had all of the right support folks and leadership team members from the factory side. So it really helped blend together my experience in the field with what the factory does every single day. So utilizing the experience, it helps you to convey the strategies on a more practical level because you've experienced on both sides. Absolutely. Kind of brings you brings you together. That's very interesting. So uh, in the national role, now you're, you're making strides in that aspect. And uh, what... What was the end goal for you there? What were what were you trying to accomplish? Kind of some of the the missions that you were on in that particular role. To get more experience, more exposure to actually how the business functions and works from operating operations planning, from finance mm. and accounting, from the support focus that we have to have for really how the business runs and how we take care of customers. You know, it's interesting. It's one of the things that I've picked up from being around anybody that works with Asa Abele is, you know, everybody looks at Asa Abele as this massive giant, which it is, but it's a bunch of small businesses that are that are operating. And so what you're, what you're describing is you're picking up small business experience along the way in so many different applications. Um, you know, finance, 
manufacturing, you, you picked up on all of those things mm-hmm. while, while you're going through that. So while you spend time there, uh, the next move for you, if I'm not mistaken, is brand manager? Now business okay. development director for Arrow and Yale. Okay. So no longer Medico on the cylinders key system side, totally hardware now with Arrow and Yale. What are the biggest challenges? I mean, I know they're for, in our industry, for those that are watching or listening that may not understand that, you know, the what you're talking about is the thing that goes in the lock that you put your key in versus the thing that holds the thing that you put your key in. Right? Locks the door, closes the door. <laughs> um, what is What are some challenges from uh, translating from those two different types of products? Because they, they're very similar, yet very distinctly different. Yes, very distinctly different is a good way to put it. It's uh, So I've been at this now for about a year and uh, love it. It's a totally different challenge. It's it's still similar, but also different ways to market. Um, a lot of it being driven more in new construction, which is something I was not used to. Yeah. Uh, where with Medico and Aero, they're really aftermarket yeah. uh, retrofit upgrade Yale's new construction. So totally different channel, totally different way to market. Makes sense. And really looking at what Yale does we're, we're fortunate to have really two pieces of our business where we have specified products, but we also have really more opening price point products. So trying to manage a brand that plays in two different markets through a new customer base, yeah. it's been a, a learning curve to say the least, but uh, a lot of fun and a lot of work to be done. So your day-to-day task, your day-to-day responsibilities, what does that look like for you? So any, any given day, I'm working with finance, I'm working with engineering, I'm working with product development, working with operations, and working with sales. So I, I touch all pillars of our business every single day. And it's everything from customer relationships, a hot order that we need to get out of the factory, or planning for a big project coming down the line, to taking that back to the, the plants and saying, okay, how are we going to execute against this? So... Let me ask you this question, just to kind of, I, I don't know if it's shifting gears or not, but what do you find, you know, we, we, at the beginning of the conversation, we were talking about your strengths and getting comfortable in your skin and all those things. What is, what is something that you're learning now that you, a strength that you, Daniel Gills, bring to the table that is, is either unique or, you know, uh, that you're being able to apply, that you're seeing some, some progress in your in your particular businesses i think uh, communication would be the biggest thing and enforcing communication it's very easy for uh for people to get uh relaxed with how communication can be with the way email works i think people oftentimes assume things are getting done by just firing out a quick email getting people together collaboratively whether mm-hmm. it's a quick phone call a quick face-to-face meeting i've learned the importance of that just to get everyone singing from the same sheet of music is paramount to success so being very intentional with your communication is something that you think that you have, it's a strength that you're bringing to, to the organization. Uh, how, how have you seen that to impact change or to, to, uh, you know, to, to kind of spur initiatives? Specific example, we, we have a, a large customer with a very complex project. Um, and in the beginning, we unfortunately had communication siloed. There was field communication that wasn't getting back to the factory, 
And ultimately, we put our customer at a very tight spot and almost lost the business. Yeah. So we broke down barriers and said, okay, every week we're going to have a pulse meeting for 30 minutes to talk about the, the status of this project. Yeah. And we invited the customer on there. So we were exposing ourselves a little bit yeah. uh, in the sense that we weren't necessarily prepared to answer all their questions. Yeah. So you have a few of those sure. few awkward first dates almost where <laughs> the calls aren't going quite as well, but we were able to expose ourselves, but they could also see information we needed from them and their customer to help execute. But you also gain a lot of traction with a customer, I would imagine, in that aspect by being transparent and saying, hey, you know, this is what this is ultimately what we're dealing with. And our our end goal is to best serve you and to make sure that we're meeting your expectations. And so in order to do that, we're kind of pulling back the curtains a little bit and just, you know, what do you need to know? And this is what we need to know. Yeah. And from that open communication and, and honesty has helped develop a great relationship that's led to new business, yeah. but it's also made it easier when you do have to have a hard conversation yeah. where something doesn't go well, you're more comfortable and you feel more confident going into that and you mm. can collaborate to work through issues. They'll always come up. So it's, it's almost like if, if you're expressing intent, right? You know, so everybody's on the same page with intent, then when the hard conversations come up, you have a lot more grace in that situation because they understand the intent is to, to solve the problem. Yeah, it's intent and then that trust factor's there. Yeah, They know you're, you're working in their best interest. Um, you can't always go out of your way to please everybody every time but there's a level of understanding there for sure. That's very interesting. So, you know, in, in all of the things that you've progressed through throughout your career, um, you know, and one of the things that I've recognized from you from a distance, because, you know, a lot of our interactions have never been specific, directly connected. Um, it's just been through a lot of, uh, a lot of connectors. Uh, it's been, you're, you always maintain this positive outlook. You know, it's, uh, you, you continue to, hey, there's a high level of optimism. We're going to get this thing figured out one way or another. Um, versus just always carrying a, a long line of nose, you know? Uh, and I think that that's, if, if I were to, to uh, and again, I'm not, I'm not working with you every day, so this is, this is whatever, uh, you know, that I'm picking up from you is that if, if that's how you're helping with that communication in your, in your businesses and in your industry, that's where a huge impact can happen because you're, you're initiating communication, but you're also initiating positive and uh, progressive communication versus just, you know, we, we get in that conversation, it seems like a lot in our organization. Yep. You can talk, but are you actually making progress in the conversation? And it seems like that's, that's what you're describing. And it's, it's fun to sit back and watch because you know, I've known you guys almost now, what, 10 years, and yeah. to see how you've grown and, and how you develop your organization. Every business has the same challenges. It's yeah. getting people to rally around a common goal and lay out plans to execute it. No matter what business you're in, it's about people working together. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and, and the partnership or the, the, the kind of connection between Asa and our business has been interesting because we have, we have been uh, privileged, I guess, to be able to visit a lot of the factories um, from a manufacturing standpoint and to be connected with uh, folks like yourself and kind of get more of an insight of what's happening. And so there are their cues, like your pulse meeting. Uh, we have those internally. Uh, we have team huddles, you know, very similar to some of the, the progress report meetings that we learned that Asabla uses. Yep. Impacted our business significantly. Uh, understanding ways to simplify procedures and processes from things that we saw in the factory. We didn't take that exact process and apply it, but we took some of those key factors of it and were able to apply it back. 
Uh, and then even also understanding some of the challenges that come from the manufacturing process to be able to communicate that back to our customers has been very, very valuable. So it's interesting from a partnership perspective is like you just said, our business is not a whole lot different other than, you know, terms of specifically what we're doing every single day, the number of employees and, you know, the overall budgets that we're managing, you're all dealing with certain, the same same type of struggles of communication, communication silos, uh, getting everybody on the same page, communicating well with your customers, sol- problem solving, all that issue resolution in t- inside your own organization. It's all the same. And so you can have the opportunity in situations like this that you sit down and you're able to communicate those thoughts to each other and pick up cues and then go and apply it in whatever makes sense in your organization. And the biggest thing is being consistent about that. Yeah. Not making it an event, making it part of a routine. And and that's one thing that's fun to watch how you do it. I think is it Wednesdays you have your team meetings yeah. and you get everybody in the room and you've got structured content every week and everybody is collaborating around a common goal, common challenges, common opportunities that are at those meetings. And I think that's one thing I actually, some of the things you guys talk about take and put back. And Asabo is very good about challenging us to focus on planning early, communicate often, and always ask, is there a better way to do this? Yeah, that's awesome. I hate to cut this conversation short, but... Uh, You're a busy man. You I, guys both... We're, we're supposed to be headed to a meeting shortly, uh, but I definitely appreciate And this has been a very valuable conversation uh, for me and I know for our, our viewers and our listeners. If this is your first time watching or listening, hey, we've got a slew of these things. I, I don't know how many episodes now, 33, 34 episodes uh, available online, lockdoc.net slash podcast. Check that out. Video form is on YouTube and Facebook, so check those out as well. And we have a new episode every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Be sure to subscribe so you get the notifications on that. Daniel, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. We will see you next Tuesday on the Coffee Break Podcast. To learn more about the topics discussed today and to connect with us online to hear all of the episodes available, visit lockdoc.net slash podcast. We got so much to say. We got a podcast to make. We're sipping on lattes. And it's time for a coffee break It's time for a coffee break The Coffee Break Podcast is brought to you by LockDoc Security. We'd love to connect with you online on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Just search L-O-C-D-O-C-I-N-C. 